0: Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk with Mark Miller coming up a little bit later and preview some of the boys basketball holiday tournaments, showcases, classics, and events coming up next week over the holiday break, including the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout, the biggest and best in-season tournament in the state of Wisconsin. Before we get there, though, let's remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads, the life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive, technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting Team, the Kansas City Chiefs, and more. Again, we'll get to our conversation with Mark Miller previewing boys basketball holiday events coming up uh, in a little bit on uh, on the podcast today. Do want to note a few things as we move into the holiday season. Um, number one, uh, if you haven't, make sure that you're checking out. Excuse me, the daily content that we have, or excuse me, daily and weekly content that we have coming out on Wisboards.net. We had new coaches polls come out earlier this week, which included some big time action early in the week. Uh, we'll talk about it with Mark Miller a little bit later, but on Wednesday we had the top two teams in Division II squaring off as Milwaukee, or excuse me, Wisconsin Lutheran played against Pewaukee. Wisconsin Lutheran got a win in that one. The second ranked team in Division I went down Tuesday night uh, after the coaches' poll had come out as Marquette fell to Germantown. We had a new number one In Division 4 in the boys' rankings this week, as Mineral Point had beaten Darlington last week. Darlington had been number one. Darlington dropped to fourth. Mineral Point leaped from third to first in the latest Division 4 coaches poll. On the girls' side, there were no changes in the uh, girls' basketball coaches poll rankings for uh, this would be week four of the uh of the coaches poll and of the season by the way we will not be doing a coaches poll next week for boys or girls due to the holiday break uh the next coaches poll will come out tuesday what is that january 2nd i believe it would be uh the girls basketball coaches poll though uh the most recent one the division excuse me week four division one arrowhead on top division two pewaukee Wapon leads the way in Division Three. Laconia is the top-ranked team in Division Four, and Assumption, the number one team, in Division Five. Well, if you've been following along and and paying attention at home, you would have seen uh, over the last couple of weeks we've done some uh, some information on the classification committee and the competitive balance uh, conversation that has been going on and, and continued to go on. Last week we published, published an article with a recap of uh, the classification committee's uh, results and decisions on appeals of the tournament performance factor for fall sports, there were 62 teams that accumulated at least six points of uh, the tournament performance factor. Uh, through our calculations, 22 of those were already in Division One. That meant that 40 teams were eligible to appeal uh, to, to move up Again, this is fall sports only. Of those, 16 chose not to appeal. That left 24 of them that did appeal, according to communications with with Wisports.net. Of those 24 appeals that were filed for Fall Sports, only one was granted by the classification committee. That being the Waniwak Center girls volleyball team, which comes with a little bit of an asterisk as uh, girls volleyball is splitting from four to five divisions next year. Waniwak uh, accumulated points and won a state title this year in girls volleyball in Division 4, which meant they would have been elevated to Division 3 next year. However, uh, next year with the split, their enrollment would place them in Division 5. So they would normally have been Division 5. Because of elevation, they would have gone to Division 3. They appealed that and were successful. And uh, instead will participate in Division four next year. It is interesting to note in girls basketball that um, or excuse me in girls volleyball that McDonald's Central found itself in a similar situation where they are D four accumulated points in D four elevated to Division three next year would be placed in Division five, but their appeal was denied. so, uh, you know that was part of uh, of the conversations and part of the feedback that we got through this process when we contacted schools was that there was a number that felt like uh, number one they uh, they they felt like that they submitted appeals and information that met the rationale that was outlined by the WIAA and by the um, by the competitive balance plan. That would have allowed them to have a successful appeal. However, they were denied. And uh, not only were they frustrated that they were denied because they felt like they they had a, a good case to, uh, to appeal on, the denial information, the denial letter they got from the WIAA did not indicate from the Classification Committee any um, justification, any rationale, any reasoning why they were not Approved and that was a significant source of frustration by, uh, by a number of schools. Um, I think I had mentioned this last week on the podcast. I had requested from the WIAA, uh, just the the basic information on what teams met the threshold officially, uh, because we have been tracking that, but we are not an official source for that. Um, but wanted to know, you know, officially from their end who met the threshold which teams appealed their elevation, and which of those appeals, uh, the outcome of those appeals, whether they were approved or denied. We also requested uh, information on teams that requested up or down a division, and the WIA informed us that they were not going to release that information. They had not uh, indicated that they did not feel like they had gotten or had that conversation with the membership and they would have that conversation at next year's area meetings to determine if they want to release that, how they want to release it. Um so right now for this year, not only the fall sports that we already know about, but when the winter and spring sports come about, um they will apparently not release any of that information not only to us publicly, but to my knowledge are not releasing that information to the schools themselves. So, you know, if I'm a school um that is impacted by another school requesting down, I and I have to go up as a result. I, I don't know that that is, you know, being communicated out. I don't know that, um, that the information about you know who is who's going up uh, is being communicated. So, you know, it there's a, there's a gap there. Let's just put it that way. And I'm not sure why that is the case. That's um, not how they have handled, for instance, the conference realignment process where all of that information is public. Who has requested conference realignment? All of the data that those schools provide is public. All of the rationale, their suggestions, the feedback from other conferences, all of that is public. We weren't even asking for that. We weren't asking to you know, find out why Rice Lake football Appealed or what rationale they used or anything like that. We just wanted to know who appealed and what were the results. And again, was not uh, was not provided to us. Another interesting part that I've uh, learned over the last uh, week as well in, in follow up conversations on this topic and on um, you know the the schools that that uh, appealed, according to the vast majority of them, they were not informed that they had met the threshold to move up officially by the WIAA. Uh, Last week at some point, or excuse me, uh, last month, uh, late in November, there was a general email that went out from the WIAA to all member schools saying this is the, you know, this is when the the window will open for appeals to come in. Um, But each school that met the point threshold was not contacted to to indicate you have met the threshold. You will be moved up, um, which I I think is interesting. Uh, I'm not sure why that was not would not be communicated out to the schools. Essentially, each school was uh, left to track it on their own and figure out if they met the the threshold and um, you know if they needed to appeal from there. Which it sounds like, I think all of them new uh just from their own internal um you know tracking and conversations but i again i don't know why that wouldn't be in you know informed uh for them um or even just tracked you know publicly um we do it we have a spreadsheet that that tracks the points for every school not just the ones that met the point threshold but you know an ongoing list Uh, rolling three-year list of of points so teams kind of know where they stand so hopefully that's something that the wia can get to at some point you can read that article there's loads of information there's some pretty interesting uh context from cross-country uh about how this plan impacts them differently and in their opinion more significantly and more punitively than other sports um there have been in the the uh feedback i gotten from from some cross country folks there have been conversations about possible litigation there have been um you know some some things along those lines we'll see if that happens um but uh just a a process that i think still needs some refinement uh to to say the least to put it nicely um i also think that there's maybe a little bit of buyer's remorse from some of the schools that maybe supported this plan, but didn't fully understand how it would impact them and in other schools and just the landscape in general. Um, if you look at the number of teams that are are moving up, just from fall sports alone, 62 teams met that point threshold. That seems like a lot. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm not sure. This is uh, the the right answer. It's the answer now. Hopefully it continues to get reviewed and tweaked. And there have been some conversations, from what I understand, from member schools about possibly pursuing the petition route to make changes to this plan, um, to force it onto the agenda at the a- uh, annual meeting, because that is the only way any changes could be made is through the constitutional process. And one of the ways that you can initiate a constitutional change is through a petition of the member schools. Um, again, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes. But just wanted to mention that again. Highly recommend that you check out that article that I did last week on the classification committee. Uh, it has gotten a significant amount of traffic already. Uh, I think it's uh, again something that people are very interested in. And there's been some some confusion on. There's been some misunderstandings. There's been uh, obviously for the impacted schools. There has been a lot of Frustration, uh, that number one, they're getting moved up. Number two, how the appeal process worked, uh, that their appeal was not approved, that it was denied. So, uh, check that out. And and again, we will be doing a a follow-up update after winter sports are completed. Um, just kind of looking at where things stand right now, I don't think there will be as many winter sport teams impacted. Um, Football and cross country were by far the, the two that had the most impacts uh, in the in the fall sports. And just the way things are tracking right now, it does not seem like we will have quite as many for winter, but we'll wait and see. So again, we'll update the uh, point assignments after the winter sports season, and then once that uh, appeals window happens and that classification committee meets again to consider winter sport appeals, we will effort to find the information Uh, on that um, contact the schools to find out who appealed who was successful if any and uh, and put that information out as well but it is winter sports season it is basketball season especially here at Wisports.net, and that's where we are going to turn our conversation next here on the WSN podcast before we do that though let's remind everybody out there once again to help save lives on Wisconsin roads the life you save might just be yours Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. All right, time today to talk about some in-season tournaments, the busy holiday tournament season coming up next week on the schedule. And uh, we'll, we'll focus on boys basketball today, and we'll bring in our boys basketball expert, Mark Miller. Mark, appreciate you joining us to chat a little bit about the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout and some of the other events going on next week over the busy holiday time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. All
0: right. Well, before we get to that, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the big game last night. We recorded this on Thursday. Uh, Big game last night on Wednesday night, a a rare uh, big-time game on a Wednesday as Wisconsin, Lutheran, and Pewaukee squared off the top two teams in the coaches poll in Division II, Pewaukee's a three-time defending state champion in D2. Of course, these teams have met uh, three times for what seems like forever as league rivals and in the playoffs. Wisconsin Lutheran, though, got a big victory last night, an impressive win over Pewaukee, 78-65. Nice game by Con Knipple. Your takeaways from uh, from the first of what could be three matchups between these two teams.
1: Uh, well, we won't have three this year because they're in different sectionals. So we're just going to have the two.
0: Um, well, we could get a state tournament. Oh, that's right?
1: true. Very true. I was just thinking sectional. You're right. They could very definitely play in a state tournament. Uh, yeah, I watched the game last night on stream. Um, been under the weather here for a few days. So I stayed in, but, uh, um, it was, a, it was an entertaining game, uh, close to the first half, close for most of the second half. Disco got a double digit lead late in the game and, uh, and just kind of salted it away from there. I thought their passing was fantastic last night. Khan had nine assists, um, you know, and and he just, he makes the right pass at the right time that that leads to a basket. And that's what what an assist is, I guess. But when you do it nine times in the game and you also score 21 points and get seven rebounds um, and four steals, that's impressive. It's just his overall floor game that is so impressive. But they they got a huge lift off the bench from sophomore Xavier Sens. He had 15 points. I, I remember him hitting a, a couple huge threes for Wisconsin Lutheran and and Xavier's a, a 2026 20, kid that, that missed uh, almost all of last year, I believe with an injury and is just now kind of getting into varsity basketball shape. He played a little last weekend at the 608 tournament and uh, you know, had his, excuse me, his best game as a varsity player last night. And then, you know, they got, uh, a very good production also from Isaiah Mellock and Grayson Young. Um, those guys also reached double figures. Uh, Nick had a good game for Pewaukee with 31. He was making some incredible shots, uh, particularly in the first half. Very deep threes with with Khan guarding him. Um, so um, I think, I think you know, the, the final margin was 13 when the game's over at Pewaukee later in the year. Um, you know, we'll see what happens then. Um, I think they're they're pretty close, um, you know. But when you have a guy like Xavier Sons off the bench come in and score 15, uh, that, that's going to be pretty tough to beat.
0: We know that uh, obviously Con Knippel is the star for Wisconsin Lutheran. Nick Janowski, uh, the star for Pewaukee, is, is it a case where right now, anyway, the supporting cast for Wisconsin Lutheran around Con is a little bit better than the supporting cast around? Janowski at Piwaki is that the is that the difference between the two right now? Well,
1: I think last night they the supporting cast at Wisco was better, but you know knowing those Piwaki players, uh, uh, Luka Manchilevich, he had eleven. Isaiah Robinson uh, didn't have a great game; he only had three, but he's capable of of playing very well, and, and so is Carson Osterman. Uh, he had seven. Owen Hake had six. I mean, any of those guys could get double figures. So, um, I you Know are the surrounding is the surrounding cats better at Wisco? Uh, maybe, but I don't know if it's a grand slam. And then, uh, you know, con con just the thing about con is he makes everyone else better because of his uh of his passing and his his poise and his patience on offense. Um, so, um, you know, like I said, Wisco got round one. Um, wouldn't shock me if Pewaukee got round two. Um, but uh, Wisco's playing at a high level right now, I think they're. Eight and zero now, something like that. So, uh, and they played a brutal schedule. Uh, actually, they're nine and zero. I mean, you look at uh, the teams that they played; they they really have gone out and challenged themselves. With Brooks Central, Arrowhead, uh, Pius, and Greendale were conference games, and they played Homestead and Onalaska and Lakeview North, and then of course last night, uh, Pewaukee, another conference game, and then they'll play uh, another unbeaten team in the shootout on uh, next Wednesday in, in Thomas Moore. So. Uh, and then they get Nina after that. <laughs> so uh, you know, Ryan Walls has done a great job scheduling. Uh he also will play DePure later in the year. That'll be a fun game. So um, you know, you can't you can't fault uh, their nine and record for a week schedule, that's for sure.
0: All right, well, let's uh, talk about the Wisconsin Basketball year, Yearbook Shootout, the biggest and best tournament held over the holiday break, the biggest and best tournament of the entire season, in season, that is, of course. Uh, give us, before we get into this week's matchups, just take us down memory lane a little bit, uh, and, you know, how did this come about? What year are we in for the shootout, and maybe a little bit of the history on that event?
1: Yeah, this is year 18. Uh, it would have been 19, but we canceled it during the 2021 20, season because of COVID. Um, so it's it's been almost 20 years since we started it. It's probably been about 20 years since the concept uh, came up. It kind of started when the McGuire Center was built in, at Marquette, and um, you know, having seen that facility, I thought, wow, this is this would be a great great venue for a high school Christmas tournament. You know. So I approached the people at Marquette at the time and, uh, they, they were for it. Um, so we had two days back then, um, and seven games a day. So not quite as nuts as it is now. Um, and, uh, you know, it went over really well, but, uh, uh, for a lot of different reasons, we, we could no longer have it at Marquette, uh, after five years. So then we moved out to Concordia, um, which maybe isn't as great a venue, but, uh, it allowed us to go to 3 days um and then it also uh provided things that we wouldn't get downtown for example free parking and uh you know it really helped out the concordia basketball program uh, cuz they sell concessions and it's a great fundraiser for them and it's a great opportunity for them to showcase their campus to people who maybe haven't been out there get to see the you know the campus in mequon out on the lake there so um yeah so this will be our 18th year and now let's see we've been out at concordia now for this will be our 13th year five to five years at marquette
0: i know we've talked before but just as you reminisce about those 18 or 19 years uh what are some of the moments the matchups the games the players that stand out from uh from the past
1: yeah well uh good question uh You know, I I think uh, in in more recent times, uh, we had um, Tyler Harrow and Jordan McCabe playing. Um, I think it might have been back to back uh, one year. Uh, And, you know, the crowd for those games was was ridiculously huge Um, (laughs) to the point where that was the only time I think in the entire history of the of the uh, shootout that we had to turn people away. And not a lot, but a few just because we just couldn't get any more people in there, you know. Um, And of course, now Tyler is in the NBA and, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is in the NBA and he he played in our event. Um, So, you know, we've had guys uh, uh, go on to uh, reach the highest level of of basketball. Um, You know, obviously, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is another one he played uh, back in uh, 2007, I think it was when he was at Lafleur High School in Alabama. Um, and of course he had a long career in the NBA. Um, so, you know, guys like that. Um, I remember when, when Sam Decker played in our event um, and Sam, I think it was, yeah, it was a senior year. Uh, and it was an interesting matchup too because uh, these two teams would meet later in the year. You remember this, Travis, um, Sam and uh, Sheboygan Lutheran on the first day played uh, Racine Lutheran <laughs> uh, and they got beat um, and then on the second day they played Cuba City um, and that was a, a we sold out the um, the Concordia for that one you know so we had Cuba City and Sheboygan Lutheran <laughs> and it sold out um, so that just tells you that there's a great interest in basketball um, you know when you get the right matchups and uh, uh, you know Sam was very good obviously he made it onto the NBA for a while as well so I think we think we counted like seven or eight guys that uh that played in the NBA. Some didn't play long on uh, Diamond Stone, didn't play very long, but he was up there for a while. Um but others, you know, like Tyree East and Tyler, you know, and Demarcus Cousins have had uh and will continue to have long careers in the NBA.
0: We're hoping that uh we get some of those great matchups and memorable moments in this year's event. Um we won't ask you to preview every single game but uh, just give us kind of a general synopsis of the action um you know what days is it what times does it uh you know what time are the games and then we'll get into previewing some of the bigger games on the schedule but give us the nuts and bolts of uh of this year's wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout
1: yeah so we start on the 27th um and we, that event continues the 28th and 29th so um Next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we start at 9:15 in the morning each day, and the last game starts at 9:15 at night. And for those who have been there in the past, you know we keep the games moving. Teams warm up in a different gym, so the warm up times are reduced. So you you definitely can see a lot of basketball. We're we're doing digital tickets this year in addition to cash at the door, um, and digital tickets can be purchased through uh, a link that's up on uh, wbby.com. Um, and it's $12 for adults and five for seniors and students. And that's good, uh, for the whole day for one day. So, um, yeah, we have 19 ranked teams this year. We have three of the three, number one ranked teams. We have some number two ranked teams, uh, in the current WSN coaches, poll So we got, I think, I think I looked and it's, um, I think it's, uh, the, top, uh, the top 12 players and 13 of the top 14 in the senior class on in our player rankings are going to play in this year's event. So I, I can't remember it ever being that many. Um, so there's going to be a lot of really good players, obviously.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's break down some of the big games. Uh, let's start with the first day, December 27th. What are the, the big matchups on, on the schedule that day? Of course, the, uh, the, the biggest one, the, the most uh, one that might get the most eyeballs, is what is likely to be, what will be, uh, well, maybe not because we're not doing a coach's poll next week, but is essentially the top team in Division three St. Thomas More, against the top team in Division two Wisconsin Lutheran, who, uh, again, beat Pewaukee last night. Uh, so we've got that one. Talk to us about that one and a couple of the other big games on that first day.
1: Yeah, well, the first game of the tournament, I think, could be a good one. Columbus Catholic is unbeaten, and so is Brookfield Academy. Uh, I believe they're both state ranked. I think Columbus is number two and five, and Brookfield's maybe seven or eight and, and three. Um, you know, so, I, I'm, I you know, that's a, a, a really good test for Columbus to play up a couple divisions against a really good team. Um, the next game after that, I, I, another team from Central Wisconsin, Marathon, which is unbeaten and ranked highly in our poll. In D four, they take on a KML team that's dangerous and has won some impressive games this year. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, Kokana plays Hartford. Um, Hartford. Uh, Hartford's been an interesting team this year. They have some. They have some good wins under their belt, and yet they have a couple of losses uh, where they got beat pretty soundly. So we'll see what they can bring to the court against a, a very good Kokana team. Um, mm-hmm. Stoughton is playing later in the day, so is Dominican. Uh Franklin and Oshkosh North uh is right before the Thomas Moore Wisco game and then on Alaskan and Grafton is after. Um yeah, the Thomas Moore Wisco game will be very intriguing. I, I, who's gonna guard who in that game? Um, you know, I think Wisco will have a little trouble with Saku Kano. I I you know, at six six eight, almost six nine, and in the length that he has and his rebounding um Wisco doesn't have anyone quite that size. Um, I, I would guess that Amari at and Conklinipple will likely guard each other, um, and that'll be a challenge for Amari, um, as good as he is. You know, uh, and it's funny because all these guys were AAU teammates, so um, you know they know each other's game pretty darn well, just like Nick Janowski and Khan did in last night's game. Um, so it, you know, it could come down to the, the other players on the team. Um, Thomas Moore is, has got some really good guys around their two star players. Uh, Evan Olson, I think is a four year varsity kid at the wing who can really shoot it. And, uh, canari Parr is a kid that started out at hope school as a freshman. And then when that school closed, he transferred over to Thomas Moore, And so this is his second year now over there, a uh, real mm-hmm. solid defender. Um, so it's going to be a, a highly charged game. Um, it's going to be a challenge for, for both teams, um, you know, so it, it might come down to decision-making, who makes the best decisions. And I, I'm pretty confident in Wisco in that regard. They just, uh, you know, if it's something's not there, they'll just going to reload and reset and, and work until they get what they want. Um, and uh, all that stems from their coach and, and certainly from Khan and the guys on the on the floor. So um, it's it's the one chance to get to see Khan in the tournament this year. They're only playing one game this year. Um, so I would encourage fans to if you haven't seen uh, Khan in Wisco play yet this year, do yourself a favor and go and do that because he's he's definitely worth uh, worth watching.
0: Thursday's action next week, some outstanding games on the schedule early. You got Marathon uh, against the Prairie School. Kaakwana and Stoughton is a very good game. Some very good games later in the day. Uh, but perhaps the marquee game that day is the top two teams in the, uh, division one coaches poll on with DePere and Marquette will meet up in the 4:45 game, but some excellent ones throughout the day, uh, Dominican against Nicolet later on. Uh, what are we looking forward to on that second day of the shootout?
1: Yeah, there's division one players all over the place. The second day, there is the first day too, of course, but, um, you know, you mentioned some of those games, Kakan and Stoughton, um, you know, Racine St. Catharines is playing Mount Horeb. So you got a matchup of Lamont Hamilton against Josh Manchester, two of the top sophomores in the state. Um, Marshfield and Alaska, two of the better teams in northern Wisconsin are going to square off. You mentioned Marquette and De Pere. Uh, Marquette got nipped the other night by Germantown. So they do have one loss now. Um, however, um, their point guard, who has not played at all this year, will be back Friday. They have a game Friday. Against Menominee Falls, I believe, um, and then you know he'll be he'll be playing at the shootout as well, uh, so that will give Marquette a little bit of a boost. Um, and of course, it appears at 37 in a row now. I think they're beating teams by almost 38 points a game so far this year. So um, we'll see. You know if Marquette can hang with them, um, Oshkosh North and Brook Central. Uh, you got Stevie Clark and Xavier Mitchell from Oshkosh North, uh, and then you know Brook Central's got off to a tough start, but they did win a game on Tuesday in convincing fashion over Brook East. And then the Dominican Nicolay game could be really fun to watch. Dominicans puts up just a ton of points. They pressure you full court for the entire game. They have four or five guys that can really score. And then of course Nicolay, you know, has Davion Hannah and and in uh, his supporting cast with Naz Beeman and uh you know other guys over there so um um that should be a heck of a game uh so looking forward to watch I mean all those games are gonna be fun to see and see how the kids react and how what the coaches do.
0: Final games uh next Friday. Uh I think on behalf of all basketball fans, uh is there any chance Mark? that we could have you rearrange that schedule somehow so we could get De Pere and Wisconsin-Lutheran playing? Any, any chance of that happening?
1: Uh, no, because they're going to play each other in a regular season game later in the year. Um, so I think we'll it's going to be in De Pere. I think we'll have to leave that to them. <laughs> um, but, you know, De is going to get, uh, you know. in addition to playing Marquette, um, they're also going to play a very good Homestead team, which I think is three or four in our poll. So, um, you know, they get two really good teams uh, that they're going to have to prepare for, and then they'll get Wisco later in the year. Um, so uh, DePierres playing Homestead on the last day, and then right after that uh, is Nicolay and Thomas Moore, uh, and right before that game is Piwaki and Marquette. So, you know, it's just uh, great games all the way through. I, I think a sleeper game that could be really good on Friday is the Ashwabanon Marshfield game. They both have one loss. Uh, They're both really, really well coached and have really solid players. Um, So I think that could be a really good game on uh, 1045 on Friday.
0: All right. So to recap games next Wednesday, Thursday and Friday at Concordia University games throughout the day, beginning at 915 and going until uh, what's what's the latest you've been there. Mark probably has to be approaching midnight on some of those days, I imagine.
1: Yeah, normally not, though, uh, we, we are able to pretty much stay on unless we get a bunch of overtime games and there's not much you can do. I don't think I've walked out of the building before or excuse me after midnight. Um, in a long time, I probably have at some point, but I, I, I it's usually around 1130 when I'm out of there, you know. Um, so, uh, and, of course, once that horn rings for the final game, I you know, you get out of there. you get up you get back to the hotel and sleep as much as you can. Um, but um, yeah, uh, there's always that chance that, you know if we have some games that go extra session that we're gonna get pushed back. But uh, thankfully, it hasn't happened too often.
0: All right. Well, uh, again, the Wisconsin basketball yearbook shoot out the best uh, in-season tournament in the state, the biggest, the most games, the most teams, but it's not the only one. It is a busy holiday season. Um, Mark, as you look over, uh, there's several dozen tournaments or events or classics or showcases held over the holiday break. What are some of the other ones that stand out next week on the schedule?
1: Yeah, well, there's, there's, uh, like you mentioned, there's just a plethora of them all over Wisconsin. So, um, I will be putting together a list of of all the events with times and locations and pairings and all that for for Wisports, you know, in the next day or two here to get it up on our site. Um, You know, the Century Classic is still going in Stevens Point and that's always a fun event. It's boys and girls. Uh, They have a large school and a small school uh, bracket. Um, So that's, you know, an event that's very well run and always fun to keep an eye on. Um, you know, the Sundrop Classic in Green Bay at the Crush Center is is uh uh another good event. Um and then New Berlin West has a has a I think it's a two day event that has a, kind of a mixture of boys and girls games. Um and uh you know a lot of the Milwaukee area schools participate in that. Um so that's another good event. So um and then of course there's throughout the state there's a lot of four team tournaments, you know, where it's uh Maybe four schools from four different conferences, but kind of in the general area, um, and they square off and and go at it. And Those are always fun too because they're they're you know kind of regionally based and um, you usually get pretty good crowds because they're not it's not far for people to travel.
0: What's the the rough breakdown? Would you estimate a, mate between uh, like a classic type pre-scheduled events versus an actual bracketed? tournament even if it's just four teams is it 50 -50 50-ish or more of the classic style events
1: ah yeah that's a good question i would say probably 50 -50 50-ish um sometimes uh sometimes i do the classic uh because maybe there's two teams from the same league in an event they don't want to play each other again um sometimes there's just certain matchups that you want to see Um, or sometimes it's two conferences going at each other, you know, and I call it a challenge or something like that, but there's still a good number where it's, you know, a four team tournament and these two teams play in the first semi and these two in the second semi, and then the next day you got a consolation and a championship. And those are always cool because you can, you can do awards for that. You know, you can, you have a team tournament title and then make, you know, all, all tournament team or whatever. I mean, you can do that in a classic format too, but, um, Uh, You know, there's something a little bit extra about about playing for, uh, you know, it's like college basketball. If you're if you're out in Maui or, you know, you're playing in an event event like that and you have a chance to to win something during the regular season, it's kind of special. Um, So, um, you know, I I certainly see the value in, in that for sure.
0: All right. Well, again, a busy time of the year with the uh, the holiday events coming up. You can check out Wisports.net for the uh, list of those. As Mark said, Norbert Durst will have the girls uh, list out as well. You can check out uh, our scoreboard for the scores and results from those events. And uh, yeah, a busy time with some great games, especially at the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout. Mark, give us the, the deets on that one more time. How much is admission? You said it was cashless. Uh, where can they go to, to buy tickets if people are interested? And also um, just plug uh, any of the streaming that might be available for those as well one more time.
1: Oh, yeah. I, and I'm going to put a preview up, Travis, on, uh, on WIS Sports for with all that info. But, um, yeah, so the streaming, we're, we do have quite a few games streamed for free this year. Uh, the folks at Zaleski Sports, uh, they're doing a good number of games. Not every game, but a, a good number of games each day. Um, the tickets you can you can order ahead and buy online and not have to wait in line or anything like that. Make sure you get a seat. Um, there's a link on WBBY.com that you can follow to do that through Ticket Spigot. I think people are somewhat familiar with that. If you'd rather not do that, you can still pay cash at the door. We will accept that as well. Um, so looking forward to another event. I'm working with the great people at Concordia and the Rick Majerus Family Foundation. And, you know, I think we're we're about ready to go here and. Um, you know, after Christmas, that's uh, going to be round ball time again.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, Mark, for uh, for joining us and giving us some insight on the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout and some of the other events going on next week. Hopefully you get better so you're fully uh, prepared and ready to go uh, and uh, and make it a great, uh, great time next week. So thanks for your time, Mark.
1: Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Travis.
0: Big thank you to Mark and big thank you to our friends at the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. It is the holiday season. We want to uh, wish everyone out there a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We will be on hiatus from the WSN podcast next week. We'll return after the first of the year. As a reminder, our coaches poll will be on hiatus next week as well. That will return after the first of the year. But with all of the holiday events going on, all of the showcase classics and tournaments, you will want to check out WISports.net over the holiday break to stay up to speed on what is going on. But that will do it for today. This has been a WSN podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.